morning, everyone. May the Lord richly bless you. Thank you for listening in on our live video here on Facebook or YouTube or Twitter. If you're listening to a recording, uh, one of our podcasts, perhaps through Apple, Apple Podcasts um, or uh, through Spotify, however you're listening to us, please get in touch with us if you have any questions prayer requests, or testimonies, you can do so through our website, jasondemars.com, or you can email me at demjas at gmail.com, or you can call and or text me at 612-293-6846. We're going to continue on to part two of our uh, topic, why... The Trinity of three persons is three gods. And we looked at that statement yesterday from Alistair McGrath, and he was describing the change in the meaning of the word person. Um, today, the meaning of the word uh, person speaks of an, indiv- an individual personality. So when you're looking at Modern definitions of the Trinity, you have three personalities, three distinct persons. And this would be likened unto Peter, James, and John. So in other words, it's a social Trinity. And when we look at it that way in the the realm of a social Trinity that existed for eternity, three co-equal, co-eternal persons in the social fellowship, that's no different than belief in three gods. We don't find this teaching in Scripture. You know, we look in the book of Ezekiel, and it speaks about Ezekiel seeing one, one man on one throne in heaven. Isaiah sees, in, in Isaiah chapter 6, he sees the Lord, he sees one throne and one Lord in heaven. In Revelation chapter 4, the Apostle John sees one throne and one sitting on the throne. God is one person in this sense of the word person. However, the people that originally used the term persona, if you want to look back to Tertullian, who was the first one to, to speak of three personas and use the word trinity, He meant it in this sense. The word persona in Greek means three masks. It means, persona means mask. And by extension, the role that the actor played wearing the mask. So God is not three persons. He's three personas. He wore three different masks and played three different roles through the history of redemption, but he himself is one person. This is scriptural foundational truth. Let's look at a few scriptures. Ephesians 1.11 In whom we have obtained an inheritance, being predestinated according to the purpose of him who worketh all things after the counsel of his own will. God didn't counsel together with the Father didn't counsel together with the Son and Holy Spirit. God himself counseled with his own 
self. He counseled with his own will. One will, one person. And we see this, this is all through Scripture. Isaiah uh, chapter 44, verse 24. Thus saith the Lord, thy Redeemer, and he that formed thee from the womb. I am the Lord that maketh all things. I, personal pronoun, that stretcheth forth the heavens alone, that spreadeth abroad the earth by myself. That's showing that there was one single solitary person that created. Not two persons, not three persons. One person created everything. Now I know this is what everyone does. They go immediately back to the verses in Genesis. Genesis chapter 1.26, let us make man in our own image. And it speaks of we will go down and confound their languages when talking about the Tower of Babel. Be careful. God is speaking over and over and over again, thousands, tens of thousands of times through the scripture that he is a single personal pronoun. I, me, him, he. And in several short instances, he speaks of himself as he, he speaks and says, us. He says that in Isaiah 6, Whom shall I send? I, personal pronoun, and who will go for us? Who's us? Who's us in the context of Isaiah chapter 6? It's not speaking of Father, Son, and Holy Ghost. Who is us? Read the verses. Isaiah 6.1, In the year that King Uzziah died, I saw also the Lord sitting upon a throne, high and lifted up, and his train filled the temple. So, one throne, one Lord. And above it stood the seraphims. Each one had uh, six wings, with twain he covered his face, with twain he covered his feet, and with twain he did fly. And one cried to another and said, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord of hosts. The whole earth is full of his glory. And the post of the door moved at the voice of him that cried, and the house was filled with smoke. And then we'll skip down. Um, and, he, and he says, verse 8, Also I heard the voice of the Lord saying, Whom shall I send, and who will go for us? What is the context? God in speaking in the context of his heavenly court of seraphims. Who will go for us? Who will represent the courtroom of heaven? Let us make man in our own image. What, what did God make man as first? He made man first as a spirit being. What are angels? The Bible says he maketh his angels spirits and his ministers a flame of fire. Angels are spirits. God is a spirit. He made man, what? As first in his image and likeness as a spirit being. The difference between man and angels is angels are created. Man is his sons and mankind is his sons and daughters, his offspring, a part of his life. So we're not talking about three persons responsible for creation. We're talking about one person because right away in Genesis chapter 1, he's, he says that 
he made him. Male and female created he him. He created, but he spoke in realms of his heavenly court. Genesis 1.26 is not speaking of multiple persons. Even Trinitarians have abandoned this false doctrine, this false idea. Yes, you'll find it in theological history, but you will not find it in any modern biblical scholarship anymore. The next one is the word Elohim. It's a plural of majesty. If we look at this word, it's a compound word. It means El, the strong one. Ohim means bound by an oath. It's not a plural, plurality of persons. It's a, it's a plur, plural word that's speaking of the strong one bound by an oath, not multiple persons. That's a false, that's a false doctrine. Okay, now we, now we fast forward. What's another? Here's a common, common thought that you hear when you're sharing the truth of one God with people who believe in the trinity of persons is that Jesus prayed, Jesus spoke about his Father. Absolutely. That's scriptural. In fact, he said, not my will, but thine be done. When you're looking at Jesus Christ, that is the Son of God. He was a man. He was distinct from God. Brother Branham said he was an individual, different from God, but the same person. One God manifested in different roles, but the humanity of Jesus Christ, the prophet says, was an individual, a different. He says that humanity, that body, was not deity, but deity was in the body. He said the people there uh, said, you're a man making yourself God. He said the problem was they were looking at that body. That body was not God. That body was the Son of God. The Son of God, by definition, has a beginning. But the spirit that dwelt within the Son of God, not the human spirit, not the human soul, but the div divine spirit which dwelt in him from his baptism, that was Almighty God, perfectly, fully, completely identified in the body of Jesus Christ. It says, In him dwelleth all the fullness of the Godhead bodily. The Father is the Godhead dwelling in Jesus. The body is the Son of God. See, it's a different role, a different mask that God put on upon himself in the plan of redemption. God took on human flesh, and he was the very same person all the time, revealing himself, manifesting himself. If you have any questions, if you have any comments, if you have any prayer requests, please let me know. We appreciate you tuning in. May the Lord richly bless you.